It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Erber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. And welcome to another episode of a podcast I can't pronounce. My name is Bill Petrie. I am one of your hosts. There's three other hosts of this fine broadcast called The Industry Insider. That's Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, and the lovely and talented Meg Urban. We'll get to them in just a second. But first, I want to thank our outstanding sponsor, the Good Strongs over at Gold Star. You know, they have some great full decoration uh, color available for you at high def, uh, high definition levels that pop. They use four color processing for better color matching, and they keep those promotional products on brand. You're looking for metal pens with a gradient imprint? Think Gold Star. Plastic pens with a full-color logo? You got it. Full-color wraparound imprints on drinkware? Um, Gold Star, everybody. So when you're looking for a customized virtual presentation on all those wonderful choices for decoration on your promotional products, go no further than goldstarpens.com. You can go over there and sign up for a free Simplicity Starter Kit as well. You won't be sorry you did. And I always like to remind everybody you can listen to this podcast as well as all Promo Corner podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just use their individual search engines for Promo Corner. And hit that handy subscribe button. I alluded to the three other co-hosts of this fine broadcast. Let's start off with Stephen McFadden, the president of Perfect Promotions and More. Stephen, how are you? Doing great. Excited to be here. Awesome. Meg Erber, the lovely and talented Meg Erber, the outside sales manager for SNS Activewear. Meg, how are you? I'm just excited that I get to be the lovely and talented one this time. Well, you're lovely and talented because I'm pretty sure you could kick all three of our asses <laughs> combined. Uh, but you're more than that. You are absolutely lovely and talented. And so is Jeff Franklin, the national account manager for the good people over at Headwear USA. Jeff, how are you? I was going to say, you know, I think Meg usually is the lovely and talented one, but I believe <laughs> I was the first, Bill. You caught me off guard the first time you threw that out there because I could have sworn you were not going my direction well i'm great think, thank you I, I think all of you are lovely and talented and speaking of lovely you too and talented, bill i think well thank you that You're if i if i had human emotion i would be experiencing something close to pride right now you i do don't blush, though you so do blush, though i do blush so hey we've got a great topic today and this is one brought up by steve mcfadden so i'm gonna introduce it let him run with it Talking about taking a different approach to sales, should the industry move more toward the agency model or non-agency model? Tell us what you meant by that, Dr. McFadden. Sure. So the thought of the topic was was twofold. One is, can the agency-style approach, and basically what I mean by that is taking the consultative, marketing solution-driven um, sales approach to your business versus uh, more order placing, order managing, uh, online fulfillment only, no real interaction with the customer. Can they coexist? Are we moving in one direction towards just one of those? Is one more successful than the other? And, and kind of kind of playing with that idea. Uh, per- personally, my opinion of this is, you know, my our company has moved more to the agency approach. Um, I actually feel like they both have to coexist though. Um, because if there wasn't a place uh, or an easy outlet for someone that just needed the wedding koozies or someone that just literally doesn't have a company, just wants their own personal pens and things like that, I think that that 
type of non-agency still has to coexist to keep us uh, free enough to have the to, to have our time to be solely an agency company. Now, do we do some quote unquote non-agency type of projects? Sure. You know, I think that kind of comes with the, the business, but is that what we're set up for? No. Um, so that, that was the idea of the, of the topic and wanted to hear what people thought about it. Maybe that's where like a, a four imprint or somebody like those guys come into play. You know, they're mm-hmm. focusing strictly on, uh, just promo and it being just, you know, you're, you're, you know, there's no real level of service. It's just, you know, you go order on, takers, you pick your, pro- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they, they could probably still exist, but, um, <clears throat> I would agree. I mean, I think taking the agency approach is a way to differentiate yourself. Uh, if you look at what Kirby Hassman has done, uh, over the last several years, you know, they do in-house production, they do videography and, um, um Bill, you could probably elaborate a little bit more on the, the, the different things that they, that they're doing, but yeah, he does video production videography. Um, yeah, it's which is incredible. I mean, that's something that very few people. Okay, laugh about it. That's fine. Whatever. Video production is the correct way to say it. Sorry, I said videography. I'm just kidding. I'm. <clears> um. So I mean, you know, I think that's you know providing alternative uh, things or services that add value to what your offerings are uh, is a huge way to differentiate yourself and a way to not worry about the Amazons and foreign prints of this world. Um, you know, but like you'd said, Stephen, I mean, there's definitely still a place for uh, the order takers. Meg, what about you? <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I, I think he hit it on the nail on the head when he came to saying that the having the agency approach, definitely you have to offer some type of value add. Yeah, I can go online and look for the cheapest product. Fine. If I know what I want. But let's say I have a I have a project. My boss is, you know, hey, you got to get this done. I need this. Well, I I need some. If I have no background in marketing or or nothing or anything like that, I'm going to come to my distributor. My I guess we would I don't know what they call them when you're an end user. What is this? What do these civilians call you, distributors? Your your supplier, I guess. So they would come to you for the ideas. And if you can't provide those ideas, then they're just going to go online and start, you know, shopping around. So it's also up to you to bring those ideas to your client, constantly being new and fresh, and and not just being an order taker. Uh, that's why I'm a huge believer in social media. It really humanizes us as people. We're not just order takers. Uh, and it, it opens up conversations at meetings. Oh, hey, you know, your son just graduated. What college did he choose? I mean, this was literally just a conversation I had two days ago at a client's office. So I, I always think taking that agency approach is better. But I will say I, this is how I, I got my start in the industry at the not agency, at that foreign print level. I was a web distributor. People came on and did some searches and found us. And then we became, you know, their distributor. So... I've been on both sides of it. I will say that the reorder retention rate is not as high because I'm not really offering them anything. I'm just taking their order and then moving on. I might send them a postcard a year later and say, hey, last year you ordered 100 shirts from me. Do you want to order them again um, and order them a coupon or give them a coupon? But uh, that's going to be as much as any type of company like that's going to be able to offer. Foreign print is a different story. They're on a, a, a soapbox themselves. So, But I do think having that agency approach is going to be much better in the long run. Like you're, you have to adapt. You have to come up with new stuff or somebody else is. So I, I oh, go ahead. I was just going to say what's really weird is that a lot of the quote unquote agencies that are out there, marketing agencies, they don't really do promotional, promotional products. products. They actually go to distributors to purchase their products, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. I can't tell you the size and of and volume of business that we've done through distributors that are selling to an agency, which is ridiculous. Because if the end user just went straight to the distributor instead of going through the agency, they'd save themselves a 
boatload of money. Yep, I agree. Yeah, so it's interesting, uh, as Kirby would say, he always starts off, you know, it's interesting, Bill. No, it is interesting. I think, you know, I, I, I think the phrase agency model is one that's very ill-defined. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I think it means different things to different people. Um, what an agency in my mind does, it offers uh, a rounded creative services approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, we, 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 it's very easy to look at Kirby and what he's done. Um, and I think he does have an agency approach. It's not just mm-hmm. promotional products. It is video production. It is social media. It content. Is, yeah, it is content marketing. It is social media. It is the whole kind of ball of wax, for, for lack of a better term. <laughs> And I think, yeah, I don't know even know what that phrase means. Ball of rubber bands, maybe? Kit and Caboodle. <laughs> Kit and Caboodle. It's Dog and Pony. Uh, oh. That's a whole show. Carton, yeah. Is everybody ahead, done? Bill. Where was he going? Right, go we, can we continue with the discussion now, please? A whole case of beer. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Okay, there you go. A whole bong full of illicit chemicals. Oh, um, okay, so, uh, but I think taking an approach, you know, I get, I, I've been out of the distributor side of the business for almost five years now. And when I was consulting, I worked with both suppliers and distributors, and so I, I do understand both pain points. And I get asked fairly often, you know, what would I do today? If I started a promotional products company today, how would I do that? And, and my answer is always, I would use promotional products as part of my, my tool case, part, part of the, the, the tools I have, but it would not be my sole focus. I would focus more on branding. I would focus more on true marketing services and use promotional products as the vehicle to ensure the success of those other initiatives. To me, that's the true agency approach. And I don't think a lot of people are doing that in our industry. Mm-hmm. And I actually do think your promotional product sales would increase if you took that approach. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, you got to so use all avenues. You can't just be closed off to one or the other. You have to really open up and, you know, I, yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. So I had a conversation with uh, with an individual a while, while back, and we were talking about this sort of thing. And, you know, their their impression was that they were taking an agency approach. And I said, well, what are you doing? You know, just out of curiosity, I was trying to figure out what, what they're doing to add value. And they said, well, we're, we're adding value because we created a – a website specifically for insurance companies. So like they're, they were heavy into a niche. So like, so this Vertical website marketing. Re- re- really helps add that value. And, and I was thinking about that. I'm like, is that a, is that an agency? Like, I, I, I don't know. Cause to, to me, it's so far away from the, the nice. actual communication with the client. You've just created a, a helpful sales tool. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's, that's really the, the strongest approach for because you know if I had a good relationship with a customer they may actually just be using your sales tool and bringing it back to me you know like if if they were just browsing for product I don't know if that's that's the true essence of of agency the earlier you can get in that community that process of communication with the or excuse me the earlier you can get in on the order cycle or you know on the conversation of how the marketing is going to be used that to me is is the agency side like when you're actually talking about the marketing objectives when you're able to provide those ideas to it's driving conversations as opposed to reacting to them it's being on the front end of the conversation as opposed to being on the back end and an afterthought which you know traditionally our industry i I, you know i can say this because i have two redheaded uh twin boys but we are you know promotional products is is terminally the redheaded stepchild of marketing it's (laughs) when i explain our industry that to people i said we're the people when you say to someone oh shit we've got a trade show in two weeks what the hell are we giving away at the 
booth. That's what the industry is, has been traditionally. And I think you are seeing more and more people like Kirby, uh, like a brand fuel, Danny Rose, Robert Fiveash, um, and I, I can think of, of dozens of others, Ideation, Nate Bailey up in the Northwest, yeah. taking far <laughs> more of that fully comprehensive. It's not just being consultative. It's being comprehensive. It's creating experiences. It's making sure instead of just giving a, a shirt out that there's there's a meaning behind it, there's a message behind it, there's packaging involved, there's an experience. It's those type of things. That's a, it's not just a consultative approach, in my opinion. It's a comprehensive approach. And I think the ones that don't, the distributors that don't take that type of approach will be gone in five years. And mm-hmm. I'm probably being generous on that. No, I yeah, I agree. And yet, and you know what? You you said something powerful. These are actually the ones that stand out to you because they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. The Danny Rosens of the world, the Nate Baileys of the world, they're the ones that are doing something different. They're the ones that are taking an agency approach and they're the ones that stand out, the ones that we remember. So I'm Absolutely. sure that if they're remembering if we remember them as suppliers, then can't imagine what their customers think of them. Well, and there's a reason why Kirby is what comes to everybody's mind when they think of that agency approach. Because yeah. he lives it, he breathes it, he shares yes. it, he does it. Yep. Without uh, butchering Danny's story, I, I always remember the, the story he tells about the submarine stress ball where, you know, a client asked him for it, so he provided it, and it was used at a golf event, and people were hitting him off their tees into a driving range, and he uh, he has one that I, I know he, he has with him and always talks about, you know, that's, that's the difference right there of just providing what they've asked for or actually coming up with the full marketing solution to figure out what they're going to be using them for, how you're going to be using it, actually asking the questions. And the only differentiator between us and an online tool is we can ask questions. You know, the, the online platforms will let you make that mistake and let you order something terrible that may not work for your event or for your project. So, um, yeah, doing that full comprehensive analysis is really the difference. Jeff, you've been uh, notoriously and noticeably quiet. What say you? Well, I mean, you know, after after last week's episode, you know, I got a little <laughs> bit of a, a little bit of grief from my fellow podcasters. Uh, well, you were rebuked, so I'm, I'm and, taking, and I stand I, I taking stand a little by bit that. of a back seat. You know, that's all. I'm just, you know, well, I'm we're fine. inviting you to the front seat, seat briefly. Uh, just don't be ahead. mean. Uh, but I. It's so hard cut. not to be mean. I'll cut you. You have a beard. Uh, see, right that's off. just it. See, when Megan starts saying stuff like that, like I tend to believe her. Yeah, isn't so, there a certain tone she uses when she says, I'm going to cut you, that that makes you realize there is not one scintilla of humor in that comment? Oh, but kind I'm of, laughing. Kind of. See, yeah, I'm, married, be, she, I'm married to a Mexican, okay? She threatens me with a machete a lot. Oh, okay. So, I don't, I, you know, anytime I hear I'm going to cut you, I just take it like, I take it Literally. Seriously, you know? Um... No, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I think the industry is changing a lot, and Bill, this sort of goes back to you know a couple episodes ago where we talked about resistance to change, and mm-hmm. I think the quicker things do tend to change, uh, you know, the people that adapt quickest will be the ones that survive, and the ones that refuse to adapt are the ones that will be left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and personally, I do agree. I think maybe the agency approach is the way that you survive because you're providing more value to your customers. It's not just about uh, you know, selling a promotional product. It's not just about offering what they tell you they want. It's about right. actually providing a service. And, um, you know, the, the people that don't do that are just order takers. And like Meg said, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of uh, cyclical or repeat business from that. Yeah. Um, you know, but with the agencies, uh, you know, I, I've like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, it's surprising to me 
how many agencies, marketing agencies are out there that are buying promotional products from promotional product distributors. Mm -hmm. They should just be going straight to a promotional product supplier. Uh, technically, they're the same thing. And, um, you know, so my, I guess it's it's amazing to me because I think there's just a whole lot there for people to take advantage of as distributors if you started getting into that market a little bit. And look, Gary Vaynerchuk says it a lot. Like, if you, no, he's not in our industry, guys. He's outside of the industry. But like Bill says, you know, look outside of the industry to solve solution or solve problems that we're having within the industry. Uh, you know, one of the things Gary Vaynerchuk says a lot is that, you know, if you're not good at it or don't know how to do it, hire somebody that does, you know, and just know enough about it to be dangerous. Um, you know, just know enough about it to know that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so, you know, if you're not, uh, you know, proficient at video production, um, then, you know, hire somebody that is and, you know, provide that as, as a, as a value add to your, you know, to your customers because they're doing that kind of stuff. Why do you think all these print companies have gotten into promotional products? Yeah. Well, absolutely, because it's an additional sell to them. And, you know, I, where I'll push back with Stephen a little bit where he said, you know, the, the agency approach and the non-agency approach has to coexist. Absolutely not. I say destroy the non-agency approach. Uh, and, and the only reason I'd want them to coexist because it would make me it'd make it easier for me to sell. They get out of my way. It shows, you know, I'll be different from them. I, so I don't want, I think, you know, when I think of how traditionally distributor sales has been approached in our industry, it's why we're the redhead stepchild of marketing. Because there were things such as trunk slammers back in the day. Um, it's, hey, I've got white C-handle uh, uh, coffee mugs on special this week. What can I get you? We have that reputation, and, and there's a reputation for a reason because it was accurate. So if we want to elevate our industry, and I believe all of us both on this podcast and listening to it do, and you can tell I'm actually paying attention to this podcast because I'm actually talking, um, we have to do it ourselves. We have to uh, create the conversation that makes us matter. Simply handing off a catalog saying, I'm Mr. Magic Man. I can put any uh, whatever logo you want in any product in that catalog does not cut it anymore. You have to have the a, a, at least approaching an agency approach. May I defend? No. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead, Stephen. I'll, I'll follow up after you. So I, I maybe maybe what I said and how I said it was, are two different things, but I agree with you on the the type of sales. I, I'm just thinking the online stores, the foreign prints, the Amazon Nows, things like that can coexist alongside of me as an agency. And I, my thought is I, I don't want to go beat them because they're they're at that race to the bottom that I don't want to win. So I'll let them do that, and I'll let them take the, you know, the one person that only wants wedding koozies or ten T-shirts. And while I focus on larger marketing projects that are more sustainable and higher margins and better for business, so that was that was more what I was getting at. Of okay, A defense uh, accepted. I agree for smaller, quick convenience orders. You know, places like Four Imprint and things like that absolutely serve a valuable function. I sort of stand corrected, although I'm sitting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what what value what agency type values do we think are important to add in our businesses nowadays? I'm just out of curiosity. We, everyone sees a bunch of different things. You know, we've had things like graphic services and social media yeah. and I've seen things like, you know, video production. W what do we think are good value adds that we're seeing kind of, since you guys have a better spectrum across the country than, than me, just in my, my own office here. 
Stephen, before you uh, ask yep, that question, I'd, I'd like to rebut Bill as well, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, um, go for it. I'm on board. So you had, you had mentioned <laughs> rather rather than rather than just being an order taker and, you know, putting your church's logo on condoms, um, what, like, if, if, the, if the buyer or purchaser in that company, your 22-year-old marketing expert that just graduated college, wants you to do X... Uh, yes, you absolutely have the ability to just absolutely decline doing business with that person. But do you? I mean, how do you become the expert if because you, you can't you can't push a wet noodle? Uh, no, and that's gross. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty common would, analogy. Here's it's not what gross. I would I've maybe in that. your weird area it is, but hey, not here. Just and, milk the cow, all right? Just don't do it the Tom <laughs> Green way. But I would tell you, what, what I, of course, look. If I was a distributor today, starting off not knowing the industry, yes, of course, over the first year, two, three years, I'd probably take just about any order I could because I want to survive. I'd like to eat. I'd like my children to have a roof over their heads. I understand that. But uh, let me put it this way, Jeff. The activities that take a sales distributorship, a promotional products distributorship from $100,000 to to $250,000 are not the same activities in direction and strategies you would implement to take that same business from $250,000 to $500,000. My point is if you are a trunk slammer, if you are just a product guy, if you are just, I'm going to take the Johnson Family Reunion Picnic for 50 t-shirts, if you're going to do that consistently for your entire career, you will plateau. You're not going to grow as wildly as you want because we all know that those orders take just as much time as a 5,000 That was exactly order. what I was going to say, mm-hmm. Bill, is that it, I, I don't necessarily think that the the method necessarily has to change, but I think the level of clientele or quality of clientele does in order to grow from 100 to 250 or from 250 to 500. I think you could still do the same thing. You can be lazy and make $500,000 in this industry. It's ridiculous, I, but you can. You, you can. I guess I'm just saying, as if you want to really scale your business, you have to do different activities. Yep. Okay? I, I agree. You know, I'm, so I'm playing devil advocate that's all yeah well you're wrong all right okay. Meg, do you want to add anything what a burger sucks okay not it does just not. kidding i'm yeah, kidding that's not funny that is not funny i'm easy, sure there's easy. somebody out there an in and out burger fan that is just laughing his ass off right now i kind of like rallies they've got really good milkshakes meg you're no longer welcome I like okay. <laughs> okay so i guess all i think it really boils down to it this is a relationship industry you buy from who you like and and if I'm selling the same thing as everybody else, being on the supplier side or the distributor side, what's going to differentiate me from my competition? So you have to think that way. Whether you're going to be an order taker or you're going to be an agency, if you're going to move to the next level, if you're going to keep peaking or you know you don't want to plateau, so you want to keep bringing in new business, but you also want to retain and have that reorder business. So you got to take the best of both worlds. You have to adapt. You have to provide content and experience. And at the end of the day, you still want to take their order. And you know what? I want to know if your kid's going to college. Maybe he is, and now you can send him a nice thank you and a welcome to T-shirt or something. To uh, that's me providing content again. So uh, that's just my take on it. Let me ask no. you this though, yeah, Bill, yeah if you don't mind. Um, you asking me? So how, yeah, well, oh, all shit, of you. I gotta pay attention. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I know I'm asking a lot, but uh, so from the because I feel like this is a very distributor-oriented uh, topic, and yeah. I guess I'd like to maybe phrase it on the supplier side as well, like. Mm-hmm. Is is there value in in being um, you know uh, a specialist 
and something like I think so. a single source yeah. supplier or oh, well, yeah. just just being a specialist in promotional products as opposed to offering everything else as long as you're doing it better than a four imprint and you're actually providing that type of value because I think maybe we're getting tied up in saying okay as an agency you have to do A, B, C, and D instead of just focusing on A and being the fucking best at it. Well I think there's, that, there's many different shades to that gray. Oops sorry. So I think there's two parts to that. I'm going to just start with SNS. So we're not just a, a t-shirt supplier. We also sell hats and bags and, and pants and aprons. So full service in the apparel industry. But then there's also people like my competition who are also doing decorating and hard goods and apparel. That's insane. I, I, that's insane. No thank you. So, you know, which full service are we going to be talking about? But then when it comes to the wearing the hat of just a salesperson, I'm not selling promotional products, but I'm going to offer you virtuals. I'm going myself. I'm going to, I have that creative background where if a customer comes to me with a project, I'm not just going to send them a couple links to my page. I'm also going to ask for their logo. I'm going to ask for more details so I can provide, you know, something that's a little bit more comprehensive than a few links. So there I am making myself, I'm differentiating myself from my competition who may just send them a link or send them a couple suggestions or might not even ask for the project. I'm asking for the projects because I want to know. I put those notes in. Maybe I see a new product come out during a sales meeting. Oh, and I'll forward it to them literally during the meeting. I had a customer last year asking me for a specific Bella Canvas bodysuit. It was in their fast, 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 fast <laughs> fashion collection. I could not say that. Want to remind you? Call me Bill. To the in- <laughs> I want to remind you you're listening to the Insider Industry Podcast here at Promo Corner. <laughs> uh, so you know, this was literally last July. And I couldn't get it for them. And I said, you know, as soon as it comes out, I will I will let you know. Well, I just happened to be up at Bella Canvas in New York City on Friday. And they were like, and guess what? You know, there's more. And we are now getting this bodysuit. I remembered the conversation, shot them an email, and they were like, wow, I can't believe you remembered that. So I hope I kind of got off topic. But, you know, I think it's, it's literally you can't just sit back and be that order taker regardless. If you want to grow, uh, there is a place for it. And at the end of the day, you do want the order. But I, I, all my customers, I, I consider my friends. So maybe that's a better way of looking at it. Shout out to Sabrina Villa del Toro with Bella. I doubt she listens to the podcast, but just in case. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is the leading podcast in the industry outside of Unscripted. I oh, that's will right, because I forgot we're the insider. Yes, the, the insider, insider industry. Well, this is a, a big topic, and we could go on and on forever. But yeah. uh, there's frankly, Bill cutting us fr- off again. Yeah, frankly, I have the stop button, and my finger is hovered squarely over it. I do think, honestly, all joking aside, we had some great conversations here. I think the big takeaway um, from what you guys are really saying is you really have to look at your business model. And I think it's it, change is happening so fast. If you're not looking at your business model, no matter what industry you're in, every four or five years, how you're going to market, how you're marketing yourselves, and how your target audience has changed, you're doing your yourself a disservice. So if you're still dropping off catalogs and, and saying we can put your logo on that stuff, you're likely going to be left behind. But I'll tell you what, there's one company that's never going to leave you behind. That'd be the good, strong people at Gold Star. They are the full color specialists, and they are ready to put their capabilities to work for you. You want metal pens with a gradient imprint? That's not a problem. How about plastic pens with that full color logo? You got it. And if you want to see a customized virtual presentation, they've got you covered. So go ahead and head over to goldstarpens.com and sign up for that free Simplicity Starter Kit. You won't be sorry you did. Folks, that's it for this episode. Excellent segue, Bill. Have a great week. All right. Talk talk to you later, guys. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.